how to behave ourselves on the story. But y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As your kids, tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. It's Wednesday, and I'm back with my uh, fabulous co-host, uh, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. We're here to spill the tea and break down all the uh, hot topics and the biggest names in news and social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. Please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host, Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? Fresh from Jamaica, man. Can you tell this beautiful tan I got? Hey, here soulmates. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome brand strategist, Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's, what's going on, Claudia? Do you guys hear Echo? Echo? I do. That's probably probably, probably coming from that sex trafficky ass hotel room. You, <laughs> you know what? It might be. Let me see. What, what's going on? Okay. Yeah, I think it went away. All right, whatever. I'm I'm over here in uh, North Carolina. Me and uh, James DeBose tomorrow. We are going to speak at Elizabeth, Elizabeth City State University for their a panel, the lecture series, uh, entertainment game changers, and we're going to be talking about the the business and Fox Soul and really promoting the brand and uh, I don't know, hopefully inspiring some of these communication majors to to, to get in our into our field. Oh my God, this is killing me. Yeah, hear it. Okay, you know, we're going to get our audio situation together. We're going to take a quick break. Y'all soulmates deserve better. We'll be right back. We're going to fix this. We'll be right back. Live television, y'all. This is what happens. Uh, sorry, y'all. We're trying to get our, our situation together. But we're on the road. We're doing big things. Fox Soul is growing. So these, these things happen. So uh, anyways, uh, what y'all been up to? How's everybody doing today? Don't talk about no weed. My sound was good. Our sound was good. That was yours over there in that Hampton Inn messed up. <laughs> My weekend. If y'all follow me on the gram, baby, y'all know I did five days, four nights in Jamaica. Montego Bay. I had an amazing time. I want to go back. Um if it if 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 I could have found one of the people with me that would would have been able to stay an extra couple of days, I probably would have extended the trip. Ooh, baby, body yaddy 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 yaddy. I was half naked the whole time. Um, look at it, that body coming through, y'all. Oh, baby, see the, the, the worst thing y'all gonna ever let me do is gain by fifteen more pounds. It's a wrap. I'm going to be the most cocky, most arrogant, most fine thing walking this earth, honey. Y'all ain't going to be able to tell me nothing. But what that's you, what, what I did. What you mean, gonna be? <laughs> you be in the Versace bikini briefs and bent over and dancing and swinging those hips and doing all kinds of things. I can only imagine how you'd be with 15 pounds. What y'all did with y'all boring ass lives? <laughs> <laughs> Check your, check your Instagram. <laughs> Al, what you up there doing? I know you was in New York last night. Uh, yeah, I went to the Bravo preview. Preview. Uh, not, what? Not all diamonds. Diamonds and something. It was really cool. Got to hang out with, with Andy Cohen and all of the New York cast of Real Housewives. And a few uh, Real Housewives of Potomac were there. I was hanging out with Sharice. We, I traveled with Sharice and Candice. So it was a fun time. Really, 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 really fun. Really fun time. But I want to know, Funky, your dog. Oh, one of your dogs died. died. Yeah. Uh, when did I get back? I got back Monday night. 
when I land on the airplane, the minute my phone came back into service, it was ringing. It was my sister. I answered the phone and she's crying hysterically on the other end. She was like, I got bad news. And so instantly I start crying because I'm thinking she's going to tell me our aunt passed away or somebody died. And she said, buddy's dead. And I said, well, what happened? And she said that she took the baby and the dogs to the park. When they were getting ready to leave, she put the dogs in the park. She opened up the car door to put one of the bikes in the backseat of the car. And buddy saw a cat. And so he darted out of the car, running towards the cat, and he subsequently got ran over by a car. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Sorry, man. It's so yeah. sad. It sucks. I had him for it, nine years. And it sucks. It's definitely an adjustment, but, you know, so is life. My friend also, Aisha, she lost her dog as well. She had her dog, Gucci, for 18 years. And, you know, if you're not a pet, a pet owner... You can be quick to think like, what's the big deal? No, yeah. you can cry harder over you, be more attached to your animals than your family members. You see these, these mm-hmm. beautiful, you know, souls yeah. every day, they rely on you. So I'm so sorry. That That's yeah. horrible. I mean, and they, and, and you're right. You know, dogs are definitely, I say dogs are people too. They definitely have souls. I'm single. I come home to my dogs every night. We sleep in the bed together the same way other people sleep in the bed with their mate. My dogs are my support system. They are my family. So this definitely was a huge loss. And I've now become the old lady that brings her dog everywhere. So I've ordered a dog stroller. I've got different carriers. I will be the person in the fancy restaurant with the dog under the table because I can't stomach leaving Georgie home for more than an hour by himself because he's used to having Buddy with him. And I'm not ready yet to go buy a second dog. So. I'm so sorry. What did did I do? I I don't even remember. Oh, I visited. I visited visited my friends. And I, you know, you think you're doing okay in life. And then you go visit your multi, multi, multi millionaire friends that have a bowling alley, a spa, a sauna, a hair salon in their room. And they have two houses made into one. Like it was bittersweet leaving. Like I'm like. I'm happy for my girl, but damn it, I got to get my life. I got to do better. It was hard going back to my little high-rise little apartment after seeing that. But anyways, I'm proud of her, but I'm hating a little bit. Anyways, let's get into these hot topics. We have a whole lot to cover on this show today. So let's go. Cuba Gooding Jr., he's heading to trial in February for groping allegations. He's accused of groping three women on three separate encounters in Manhattan, and he's facing rape charges. And more than 30 women have come forward with claims of sexual abuse against Gooding. Well, what do you think about this story? Do you think his career is over? Do you think this will really affect him in a major way? You know, this is scary. It's, you know, at this point, who in Hollywood ain't touched somebody? And I just imagine if you touch somebody preemptively, you just need to go ahead and say, I'm sorry in advance right now, because it feels like there's a witch out for everybody, regardless of race, creed, color, or orientation. Um, I hate that this has happened to him. Um, but on the flip side of things, if you did it, if he did it, then he's got to pay the piper. You know, Claudia, this is a tough one for me because we used to run in the streets and in some in some of the circles uh, like Tao downtown, New York City, Lavo, uh, um, you know, other uh, bars and st- stuff. And so I firsthand have witnessed multiple women 
come on to, to Cuba and throw themselves on him. And he used to buy into it every time. So, you know, coupled with his with his crazy, you know, uh, uh, girl crazy room behavior, you could see this coming from a million miles. I'm just sad that it has taken 30 women coming for, coming for a rape charge in order to, in order to have him just and recalibrate his behavior. I've seen Cuba go down in Hollywood many a time, and he he likes to have a good time. Um, I, I I remember one of the the videos that came out. It was did he put his hand on a lap or something like that? Do y'all remember that video? Yeah. I can't say I remember. I can't no. say. No, I've seen first hand <laughs> how he behaves in the club clubs with the females. So, do you think he's just a party boy, or do you think that there's something more sinister and more predatory about it, or you think he just? I, I know he gets his drink on. Cuba yeah. gets, gets on. He like Well, I say he 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 definitely has a good time, but I also feel like when when they are this is just my interpretation. Every time I've seen them, they've been very friendly to him. Him, they've been suggestive to him. And being and being a, sometimes you don't realize it lies that they're still aligned, right? That you could possibly cross given what and whatever it is that to get your attention. And I think at the end of the day, it does, it ends with that um, adage, a no is a no. And it doesn't matter when they decide to exercise that no, a no, a no is a no. You said no about eight times because it's repeating right now. Um, listen, we're going to fix this and figure out what's going on. I, I feel like the other shows, someone's sabotaging us right now. They, they don't want tgif to win so we're gonna fix this we'll be right back y'all i don't know what's going on y'all we see y'all in the comments they saying other shows are hating on us i'm not gonna say what shows they saying because y'all ain't right they calling us ghetto they blaming fox so it is not fox so's fault we're in different locations and you know this this just happens sometimes with the wi-fi it won't let us be great i am not being sex trafficked i am in a hotel on the road thanks for Thanks for your concern. But anyways, we're going we gonna to make the best of the show as we can. Okay, let's get into this Darius McCrary story. Uh, his team is shutting down trans actress uh, Sydney Star's claims that they've been dating for almost a year. A rep from uh, Darius's team said Star is making a desperate attempt to get back into reality television. Now, McCrary's rep confirmed the pair met on set when they were filming the Fox series Star in 2017, but claims Star is lying about the nature of their relationship. Now, Star is disputing that her claim defaults. She said, uh, and she shared a video of her and McCrary kissing on her Instagram story. Yesterday, Star posted a photo of her and McCrary in her with her IG caption, he's still my friend and powerful. All positivity. Let's leave it at that. What do you think is going on with the story? And do you think they were ever a, a, a couple? I know he's been oh. very supportive and friendly of the trans community. So I uh, know personally somebody who's very well connected to Darius McCrary, and it's a complete lie. Um, the footage that's being shown was footage that was used for a show that they were trying to pitch to BET at the time, from what I was told by said friend. Um, and Sydney is doing what Sydney does. You know, Sydney is the queen of outing or trying to embarrass or trying to expose someone in to get popularity that's how we met sydney and that's who sydney continues to be but this particular story is completely false uh what do you think about this story well you know 
It's so confusing me to me because this isn't the first time the time that we've seen Eddie Winslow and Sydney Star star on the internet. Now let's be clear, be clear. Also, it's not the first time allegedly that Eddie Winslow dibbled and dabbled with the girls. Um, so I'm going to say I'm not sure what she's doing this for. But one thing that I am a little bit disappointed is is if he's really being honest about his relationships with trans women. I will say this, if it is false and, um, you know, Sydney's is trying to get the uh, attention off of this, it's too bad to do this to someone that actually has been very supportive because, you know, I remember seeing anyone, uh, seeing Darius post positive comments on Sydney's page and saying, hey, regardless, trans or whatever, a beautiful woman being supportive and, and, and showing love. So to throw it all away for this moment, I don't know what you're getting out of this. I don't, I don't know what you're getting out of this to do this. I'm going to tell you what is a bigger interest of, of me to me than this is how did we crucify Malik Yoba for his associating with a trans young lady less than two years ago? Years ago. However, the association with this young man with a trans woman is being treated completely different. Do you think that that, that could be because of the trans movement or awareness from the Malik Yoba situation has brought us to the current environment where we're not so shocked anymore? Q, what are your thoughts? thoughts about that it's twofold i think number one in the grand scheme of life and everything we just came off of meaning the trump administration and COVID, no one cares that's number one but number Mm -hmm. two most definitely i think the malik yoba situation definitely opened up people's eyes to black men having trans attractions i think that polls shows like polls have broken this thing down. I think since said time, since Malik Yoba, I think more people have been comfortable coming out in their family and friends settings saying, Mm -hmm. you know, this is what's been going on. Trans people have been getting more visibility and a lot of the taboo surrounding it has been removed. So it's like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Eddie Winslow get down with the girls. He liked the girls, but he's still Eddie Winslow. And and my bills are still due, and my grandma got COVID. Like, I, so, so my next question, and I know, sorry, Claudia, and I hate to keep, you know, pushing this on, but I just this is for clarity. So she stated, Sydney stated that he was a heterosexual man. So if you are attracted to a trans woman, or even have relationships with a trans woman, can you still be considered or labeled a heterosexual man? Absolutely. According to the way it's been explained to me, because the trans woman is a woman. I have a friend that came out to me. He's uh, a celebrity friend, came out to me uh, as uh, likes trans women. And so while we're sitting there talking, I actually pulled naked pictures out of my phone and showed him my pictures. And I was like, let's go like, let's go fool Allah. Let's go have sex. And he was like, Q, I'm not attracted to you. I'm not like that. I was like, so you wouldn't have sex with me? He was like, absolutely not. And then we went down the hole, you know, but she's got a penis too. And I got a penis. So why don't you like me? He's like, I don't like boys. He's like, I do not like boys. I like, you know, women. And, and the best way to describe it is how uh, Sergeant Stabler said it on, on season one of Pose. He said, I like my women with something a little extra. This is such a complicated conversation as a natural born cisgender women, women and hearing this, like 
part of me wants to say stuff that I know I can't because someone's going to get their feelings hurt. But there right. is a difference in all of these labels. That's why we have these labels, right? And um, it, it seems like you get penalized by saying, but it is something different. Mm-hmm. And I do feel that way. I do feel that way. And I feel like I have the right to be able to say that and, and to claim that space. And I think women in the chat are, are feeling me with that. Right. And, 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 and that's a good question, Al. Like, we, we're so confusing now because, you know, we're, we're tiptoeing because we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But then we have questions. Um, I, I had one of the, a, a huge interview with Maliki over that kind of, that actually went viral on my radio show. And mm-hmm. what he said, I don't want to repeat what he said, but I don't want to, you know, it, it's in the past now, but y'all can look it up. Um, it opened up a, con- a dialogue where I asked the question about it and, and it came from my neck because it was very confusing how it was described, what his attraction was, what he said, he liked this part of this person and this part of a person, you know what I mean? And I just feel like we have a long way to go for us to really understand it. And in the process, and we can just have a little patience with people like myself and Al, Please. because it is very tricky. Yeah, I just, I, it's still hard for me to, to, to visualize. I think, I think the, the biggest thing when it comes to the trans and the gay community, I mean, in the gay conversation, it's about people being willing to unlearn, right? Because you know, most, like most people have taught, if it's got a dick and you're having sex with it, you're gay. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It starts with having to unlearn that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not, and some people are just so committed. I don't care what they say. If you got a dick, it's a man. And then, you know, you're never going to get through to those people. But for those of us that are a bit more progressive and are listening to what these people are saying, it's really not that hard. Okay. All right. All right. I- I'm going to say this. Um, it doesn't help. I don't think it helps the movement when a Sydney star does come forward and try to put someone on blast. I agree. Uh, you, you know what I mean? I, I feel like it just like it doesn't help if it uh, you're stopping more men from coming forward and saying and, and to, to deal with you. I just feel like I don't know. Oh, we are never going to get to a solution. It's just too much. OK, so, moving on. We gonna move on. All right. Billy Porter. He's slamming Vogue magazine's December 2020 issue that featured singer Harry Styles on the cover as the first man to rock a dress and a tuxedo jacket. Porter said he was not here for Harry Styles being praised for breaking gender norms since Porter was, quote unquote, the first one doing it. Porter said, I changed the whole game. And that's not ego. This is just a fact. Now, do you agree with Billy Porter's statement or she should just leave, you know, Harry Styles and alone, let him have his moment. And um, do you think he was really the first? I think. Dennis Rodman made different. I mean, Billy, De- Billy definitely was not the first man right. to brag and, and, and to cross gender. He's just probably the most visible and the most obnoxious with it at this point. Um, but to his point, there was something that Billy said in that article that rung out with me. And he said, for me, this is political. You know what I'm saying? And it is. Billy is challenging people to change. He's bringing awareness to gender fluidity, so on and so forth. In my opinion, they just threw that on Harry Styles because it's in vogue. I mean, there, there's just, there's no meaning behind what Harry is doing. There's no, it, it just came off like he just did it for sheer shock value. So, um, you know, as annoying as Billy Porter can be sometimes, I'm with him on this. Well, Claudia, I disagree with Funky on this one only because, um, you know, uh, uh, Styles is very ambiguous about his, sex, his sexuality and asked if he's gay or if he's straight. And he's decided that he wants to stick with the term gender fluid. Right. Um, 
in my mind, because he is a young white man, he has been giving visibility that uh, Billy Porter has had to work very hard for. And because he's young and he's an influencer and has the ability to be graced to cover a vote, I think there may be just a tad bit of jealousy there. But I want Billy Porter to think about one one thing. I kind of think he did the exact same, exact same thing to trans women when Pose came out. Came out because he first started hitting the carpet. Billy Porter was not dressing as a woman when he was hitting the uh, the carpet with the Pose cast. It was in that Pose cast when they uh, evolved in the media, it was supposed to be about trans women. And he quickly turned that narrative around really quickly when he started wearing dresses on the carpet. And it went from <laughs> trans women to a gay man dressed in dresses. So I just want Billy Porter to rethink what it is that he is really angry about because I appears to me that he's that uh, had uh, Harry doing something similar to what he did to the trans community uh, with Pose. <sighs> We're just tackling all the tough ones tonight, aren't we? <laughs> Get your mind, sis. No, let it out. Flavor Flav is back in the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Claudia. You you never want your tongue. I mean, you got it. You got it. Bring it. What is it? What's the question? What's your comment? If I can talk stupidly about stuff and you know be raw and exposed, let's I don't think it looks good on either one of them. I think it looks awful on both of them. I hate it. And okay. it's not transphobic. I don't think it looks good. Big shoulders and spaghetti straps don't look good. I don't like it. But you're going to take this clip and say, I'm transphobic. I'm hating on the man. You don't like the, I don't like the movement. Here she go again with her toxic, straight, cis femininity. I think it looks whack. I hate it. I don't like it. It is not. And y'all be lying. Y'all lie to Billy. About lie to Harry. And y'all lie to Santana. You are snatched. Sis is given. No, you're not. It doesn't look good. And so it's funny. And Claudia, as as a gay man, I'm going to step in this fire with you. Oh, While God. I definitely support the right for people to wear whatever they want, cross gender norms. Um, you're right. Them big wide linebacker bags <laughs> and them damn Vera Wang wedding dresses. No, you don't look snatched. You look foolish with them big ass um feet and them big hands and I'm not talking about the trans women who I'm talking about these men who flat out say they're men present as men in the boardroom but then get on these magazine covers and these red carpet things wearing these dresses with them big old bikes like and 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 the beards and the lashes and the makeup and the nails i don't know what to say what to do and then if i say the wrong thing i'm in the wrong y'all i'm i don't know what to say anymore and i, I, also I know need, when i get a i get a mustache i get a wax because it doesn't look good with red lipstick i also <laughs> need to say this because the girl's gonna come for me when you built your whole career wearing wigs and dresses and you had a beard and yes and i was fully aware that i looked a damn hot mess the whole damn time, okay? <laughs> Never once did I think I was beautiful and that I was serving the girls. It was comedy, okay? I never took it serious. I didn't I didn't think I was Met Ball Gala ready. 
I knew exactly what I was doing. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> I just love how I just love like I I, I flavor flavor. Look, hold on, I'm gonna say this one last thing, though, Claudia. If we're not allowed to talk about Lizzo and her fashion choices and say she look a mess, then we're not gonna talk about them men in them dresses either. We we want equality. If if Lizzo look good. Since <laughs> everybody would always make false equivalents and bring the LGBT in it, if Lizzo look good, then they look good too. Uh, no, I'm I'm with you on that too, and I'm tired of us lying to Lizzo too. That sheer dress with them, it was not a good fit for her. I'm, everyone's getting it tonight. I'm sorry. We are lying to folks. <laughs> Yes, do that shit. You are killing it. You're not killing it. You look You're dead. No one got to say it. I'm sick of it. We all know what good looks like. Oh and that's not body shaming. You can wear the stuff that looks good on your body and kill it. There's stuff she can wear that I could never wear. I don't got enough ass for it. It, it, it goes both ways. I just, I'm just sick of us lying on the internet. And when you speak your mind, you're hating. It's a phobia. It's not a phobia. You just look bad. <laughs> Y'all be coming for me all the time with my outfits and my fashion choices or lack of fashion. So, but I can't say nothing. I said it. God damn it. Cancel me if you want to. All right. Once again, Flavor Flav is back in the news. He was arrested for a, uh, domestic battery in Las Vegas this month after he allegedly attacked a woman and threw her cell phone. The woman claims a rapper poked her in the nose, grabbed her by and, and grabbed her by, a, threw her down and tossed down her phone. The city attorney charged Flav with a misdemeanor battery constituting domestic violence. Now, Flav's attorney said there are two sides of the story. Sorry. We will explain our side in the courtroom, not in the media. What are your thoughts on what's going on with Flav? Let me tell you something. If you are that close to Flavor Flav to even be in a domestic situation, you probably deserve it because I just don't know who we did. I did a show one time. It was me, T.S. Madison and Tiffany, New York Pollard. We did a live show. And I was going in on her and I was like, I know you ain't talking your nasty ass. You kiss Flavor Flav in the mouth on national TV. Child, that woman damn near walked off the stage. She was mad. And I stand by that. If you if you are in a domestic anything with Flavor Flav, you probably deserve to get some sense knocked up inside your head. And not saying that Flavor Flav is not a bad person. He's probably an amazing person and a philanthropist. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Why do we always have to say that after we insult somebody? Why would we say, oh, she big, but she nice and she talented. Oh, he's, he, you know what? We're going to have the realest show we've ever had tonight. We, let's, okay. no, no disclaimers. No but disclaimers. We're, not, we're not going to pretend by any stretch of the imagination that anybody is having wet dreams to flavor damn flavor. Everything about Flavor Flav looked like his stink. His breath, his hair, his house, his clothes. <laughs> it ain't working for me. So, ma'am, ma'am, don't go bike, whoever you are. I want to see what the woman looked like. I'm pretty sure she's an 85-pound white woman crackhead. Got to be. Got to be. And she smoked Newports and drank 40s. Got Remember. to be. He had a couple seasons of women fighting, clamoring for his love. 
Yeah, but those was low self-esteem women's. Those was thought women's. Those was daddy wasn't in their life women's, GED women's, real job core like women's, real I only got a nail certificate type women's. They was looking for a come up type women's. Them was them kind, you, you know, real love and hip hop bass. Them kind. <laughs> I had to jump in here. Okay, y'all. So you, Flavor Flavor is a really cool guy. I was introduced. <laughs> there we go. Years ago, years ago, through my through my friend, uh, through a female friend of mine who was a publicist, publicist, more media hits. Uh, uh, but but he is a really 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 cool guy. But we, <laughs> he has a history of, you know, he he has been charged with domestic violence in the past, and it was associated with his drug use. So just from one friend to another, my hope is that he's not relapsing. Because remember, he had to go to the Betty Ford Clinic. Uh, to handle his aggression, his assault, his drug use. And and for me as a friend looking in, I just really hope that it's it's not drug related and that he's relapsed and he's repeating the behavior again. So <clears throat> even though he does have someone and I don't and I don't listen, how does he have a partner and I don't? <laughs> and she probably is a white woman. I do hope that my friend is not relapsing and that this was just a one off incident for real, for real. Flavor, flame. <laughs> those girls he's they really be fighting for him yeah they yeah. was fighting for play one girl crapped on the floor she we she rather shit on the floor in front of a, a national television <laughs> than go to the bathroom trying to impress flavor flavor he got something going on he is a nice guy right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice guy though all right y'all um you we gotta talk about this on top of you Breathing and huffing and puffing in your face. <laughs> this show is going straight down the tubes. <laughs> Go to the next thing, Claudia. <laughs> I love the awkward silence. I, the silence speaks volumes. <laughs> okay, moving on. Ah. Whew, we're only halfway through the show. A 55-year-old man from Florida is uh, going viral after he married his 18-year-old goddaughter. That's right, his 18-year-old goddaughter that he's apparently known since she was a baby. Mike uh, Hugabuk married Deja Evans this weekend in a private ceremony in Florida. Oh, Florida, there we go. Deja yeah. turned 18 last week, and in Florida, where the couple lives, the legal age for consent in adulthood is 18. But it's not just the age difference that uh, has people upset with um, Deja and Mike's marriage. It's also the fact that Mike is her godfather and appears to have known her since she was a child, allegedly. Let me say allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, what are your thoughts on the story? And is there a double standard when it comes to, you know, who you date when it's younger, when it's man versus women? What y'all think about this story, this alleged story? I think that the authorities need to do a retroactive investigation. Um, because she did not turn 18 on Monday and he married her on Tuesday. You were already involved in some type of relationship with this young lady prior to the age of consent. And then when she turned 18, you made it official. I think it's nasty. I think it's gross. And it has nothing to do with the age difference and everything to do with you being that child's godparent at some point, which makes you pseudo a family member. It makes you an uncle. It makes you an older cousin. This feels incestuous. Uh, she, she looks like, um, like she has Stockholm syndrome. 
this young lady has <laughs> definitely been taken advantage of by that nasty old fart and I think she's being robbed of her life and of her future. Al, what do you think about this story? Yeah, I agree with you on that. This is disgusting. But look, let's take a let's take a quick trip down other people that have done it who we revere. I mean, rumors had it that Morgan Freeman uh, married his step-granddaughter. I had an affair with his step-granddaughter. Remember, Woody Allen married his stepdaughter. Adoptive daughter. His adoptive daughter. The same thing. She lived in that house from a very young age as a little girl with him. And he was attracted to her the whole time to enough that when she became she wasn't even of age. She was young. Uh, Al Einstein married his cousin, Elsa. Jerry Lewis, remember Jerry Lee Lewis, who we love, love, married 13-year-old great-niece. Thomas Jefferson married his second cousin. And Queen Elizabeth, who we revere of, of the Queen of England, married at one time her second cousin on one side of the lineage and her fourth cousin on the other. So that's why everybody in England got them teeth. <laughs> A lot of inbreeding going on over there. What? Could you imagine? There's no one in my fa family that I was. <laughs> and you could tell that he's groomed her and got a hold of her mind on some R. Kelly type stuff because there's no 18 year old as beautiful as she is and as young as she is that finds that man attractive. It ain't nobody she went to school with find that man attractive. Look at that picture. She looks like a little a little baby next to him. And 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 also, do you see how she was clapping back to the people? She sounds exactly like the the the, the girls that were in the R. Kelly trial. Well, actually, worse. She's the way she's y'all mad and, 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 and y'all just mad at me, bitches. And I, I got my husband just wiling out, like totally robbed of a childhood. Totally mm -hmm. robbed. I wonder when they started having sex. That's what I really want to know about. That's scary. Yeah. Where are her parents? The person that made him made him her godfather. Like, I'd be curious to know their thoughts, if they're alive, if they're present. Like, this is just. This, this is predatory. Yeah. And they're celebrating and flaunting it on social media. Like, like we're mad because they found love. <laughs> Dear, and and what can he do for her? At You know what? We already been off the chain this show. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be back with more messiness. I, I can't guarantee anything but that. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Thank you so much for being patient with us with our audio issues, but we're working on it. It's live TV. And everybody in the chat, give us a thumbs up if you're enjoying tonight's extra, extra, extra saucy show. We hope that we still have a show after this. <laughs> All right, y'all. We got to pay some bills. All right, y'all. Um, did y'all know that you can uh, even okay credit? can cost you a hundred grand over the life of a 30 year home loan. That's why you should use ScoreMaster before you apply for any loan. Now ScoreMaster can take your credit score from okay to great super fast. Now the average user adds 61 points in 20 days or less. Recent COVID surges will keep interest rates, rates pretty low for now. And adding 61 points to your score could really save you thousands on a home loan, but those rates will eventually go up. But before you apply, please visit scoremaster.com and add points to your credit score really fast. Then you can maintain and protect your credit score with 24-7 credit monitoring and $1 million fraud insurance. Now, it only takes minutes to enroll. See your points 
get more points, and qualify for the lowest home loan rates. Visit scoremaster.com slash T. That's scoremaster.com slash T to get started today. I'll tell you what, I do have that, and it gives me alerts, and every time there's like any little thing I need to address, I get an alert so I can stay on top of things before they get out of control. So go ahead and get that scoremaster.com slash T. All right, y'all, let's get back into the mess. I have to back into the topics. Donald Trump, let's get into this. Uh, Donald Trump. Although he's been banned from social media and Twitter and he's been kind of capped at the knees, Donald Trump uh, did manage to release the following statement after hearing about the passing of Colin Powell. He said this, wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino, if even that always being the first to attack other Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes, but but anyway, may he rest in peace. Can you believe, I mean, yeah, we can believe it. He's a jerk. People thought this was fake. They thought this was a parody because it was even ta- ta- tacky and tasteless for Donald Trump. It was even for him a new low. What do y'all think about this? What are your thoughts on this, this statement released by this piece of crap? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is I, I just, just think about this man actually was at, at my wedding. Like, I just don't, just don't recognize this man, man, in comparison to how he was in the early 2000s. That's what keeps going through my mind. Like, how did I misjudge a person that I once called, you know, a friend that I would go out to dinner with on a regular basis? The other part of this that pisses me off is it just really upsets me that we as a platform breathe life into this man and his antics. I think if we're really going to support people of color and 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 say that that's what we do, I think we should just black him out on our platform and not give and not give him more leverage or any more press or anything um, to help him with these negative narratives, especially against an American political icon like um, Colin Powell. It's just disgusting. He's not here to defend himself. And for you to attack him is just beyond hitting below the belt. I agree. Q, what do you think about it? The, the, the only word I can come up with right now is why. Just just why? Like, what did it co- accomplish? What was the point what were you aiming to do? I told a friend of mine, I was having a conversation this morning about racism and hate. And I was telling her that I actually feel very bad for people who are racist and who are filled with hate because of all the things you can do when you wake up in the morning. You're just so consumed with this. It has to be heavy. It has to be exhausting. It has to be tiring. And, you know, the compassionate part of me, Claudia, I still find a way to feel bad for Donald Trump because he's not a happy man. He, there's just no way possible he could be. Um, I, I, I agree with you. Um, it just shows the level of narcissism. Not that I didn't already know that. He's very easy to manipulate if you know him, Al. You know what I mean? Like, you just give him a compliment and he'll do anything for you. I found that out. Mm-hmm. Um that's all he really cares about is people praising him and he wants it publicly. I think he's just so misses the adrenaline rush and his ego being fed by the masses by saying things and getting a reaction on social media that he had to just put something out, even on his little whack ass website, he had to put this little statement out and, and just say something 
just to, uh, you know, get some attention. And, and he got exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. We're all talking about him. We're, we're, we're giving him what he wanted. And it, it's sad that um, he can't even find the smallest amount of grace for a fellow Republican mm-hmm. because he didn't agree with him on, on certain things. And uh, because he wasn't kissing his ass and, 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 and kissing the ring. You know what I mean? So you can't have any class for this man. Yeah, yeah, you know, he called him a rhino, and just for people who don't who don't know, rhino is. I don't want people to think that that was a that, that was a rape, because I know some people thought that that was a racist term. Rhino means that he basically left supporting the Republican Party, and he actually endorsed Biden, um, and t- and actually spoke against Trump in the run for presidency, this last run for presidency. So, and you still mad about that four right. years later in a funeral? Right. It stands for Republican in name only. Like you have the Republican name, but you don't go by, you don't do what the Republicans want you to do. But the Republican Party is two different things now. You have the Liz Cheney's and you have the, you know. The, Anna the, Navarro. The calls. Yeah. You've got people on, that actually can still call out their party when they do wrong. Right. <sighs> All right, y'all, moving on. Uh, after Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker's engagement photos went viral, fans of her ex, Scott Disick, are concerned about his mental health. An insider told Page Six that Scott isn't taking the news well and he's actually going crazy. The insider also claims he's going to uh, go off the deep end. It's really bad. It's about to get dark. Is this just another case of someone just wanting what they can't have? And, and what do you think about Courtney and Travis's engagement? If Scott about to go off the deep end, bitch, then he need to go ahead and go. All right. <laughs> he don't date it. Uh, what was that? Lisa Renner, 17-year-old daughter, however the hell old she was. He don't sold his royal oaks all across every tabloid and blog, all in front of that woman face and her children face. And now all of a sudden we supposed to care. Like, it seems to me that if you were still in awe of Courtney or wanted Courtney back, you would have spent all that time trying to get your girl back. Now that she don't moved on after you don't had 17 relationships since y'all broke up. I don't even understand why he's even part of the conversation. And I find it very disrespectful that she's trying to have her moment. And now your name and your BS is being attached to her moment. Don't hijack her moment. It's not fair. It's not about you. Take your ass to the Hamptons and cry with your mama and cry your pool of money or go find you another teenage girl, Lisa Rinna, other daughter available. Go screw that one. <laughs> Or whatever, but leave Courtney alone. Leave that girl alone. Courtney is the least problematic Kardashian of all of them. Leave that damn girl alone and mind your business. So you know what? I what I, I understand what Q is saying, but I'm gonna have to have to disobey. And let me share. So remember though, he has a reason to be a little bit upset. For 15 years, he dated this woman. Um, for 15 years. And for 15 years, he's asked her multiple times to get engaged, and she said no. They had three kids together and she still said no. Now she comes across this guy, Travis, who she's known less than a year. She's traveling the world. She's gotten engaged and she's living her best life. And she said yes. So, so he's upset. I mean, he, he thought that he had something on her because, you know, the, the, the stories have it that they had great sex or whatever, but she, he's probably upset because he thought he had something that was always going to be over her. And she found someone to exchange that. This is Travis's third marriage. And this is her first marriage. She finally feels like she's in a, in a place to be happy and safe. And another thing she's honestly, she's the only Kardashian that, that doesn't date black men. 
You know what? I say good for him. This is a lesson. This is a lesson. You know, if you have 15 years to, to make it work and you didn't do the things that she asked you to do to make it work for you to be husband material, because not all men are husband material. Let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of men think that just because I asked you, supposed to say yes, because I'm I'm asking you and you, you should be honored to, to, to be my wife. Um, I thought always thought like, listen, he he was kind of he seemed like he'd be difficult to be in a relation with a little mature. Mm-hmm. And Courtney came off a little bit more like stoic and a little bit more mature and more like responsible. And, you know, hey, it didn't work out. And while you had all those relationships, they always want to come back when you're happy. I can't tell you how many people came back around when I got with KJ talking about, are you sure this is it? And all that. This always happens. This ain't nothing new. And I'm mad that it's news because this happens every single day to every average girl around the block. They always want to come crying when you got somebody else. All right, y'all. A 27-year-old elementary school teacher in Lexington, South Carolina, was arrested after authorities investigated a claim that a student allegedly picked gummies that contained marijuana from a classroom prize box. Okay, turn up. You know what? Let me, let's get into the story after this commercial. Let's take a quick break because I want to give this story the time that it deserves. We're taking a quick break. We'll be right back with more TGIF and the weed story. Find out what kind of teacher this is. Which school is she at? I want to know. Good teacher, baby. Welcome back to the show. All right, before we went to break, I teased a story about a, uh, a school teacher in Lexington, South Carolina. Who was arrested after uh, authorities say she uh, had gummy marijuana gummies in a classroom for a prize box for the little kids to pick from. According to reports, Victoria Weiss bought a bag of candy from a Dollar General store. She brought that to the classroom and two students were allowed to pick from it. One student grabbed the bag labeled Stony Patch Kids, thinking they were Sour Patch Kids, but they were actually gummies that contained 350 milligrams of THC. Now, Weiss turned herself into the authorities and is believed that no students uh, ate any of the gummies. What was she thinking and what were y'all thinking? And had y'all had these Stony Patch kids before? I never had Stony Patch. I have had weed gummies before. And um, what is there to say? I mean, like I could almost try to make some excuse for her if she was a substitute teacher at a high school. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just like, how did your weed gummies get into the kid's box? Like, Claudia, I'm going to need for you to tell me it was a mistake, that she rushed out the door, she had all the Halloween candy on the thing, she was late for work, and she just threw it in the bucket, and it happened to be there. I refuse to believe that an adult consciously put weed gummies in a box that she was going to bring to her elementary school. Q, I'll help you out here. So, of course, it was a huge mistake. So, this, in my opinion, first of all, she's a school teacher. She went to the Dollar General to get them candy, and she created these bags that if they did uh, an assignment or did something well, they could pick out a treat. Okay, but edibles are expensive. We all know that. She mixed them up because I would assume that her side hustle, she had gummies that she sold. And then she created that those, those bags. She created the bags for her kids with other gummies, which were to reward them for doing good work or good attendance or whatever it was. I feel like she was probably doing it when she was stoned. She mixed the bags up as she was carrying them out to work. She didn't realize it until when the kid went to pick the bag the kid picked a bag that said stoner on it which means that she shouldn't have put it in the bag where the kids were able to choose the the treats from but the article says that she collected it back from the kids and those kids are not even old enough to really know what it is so i'm how did she get in trouble 
Well, she got in trouble because someone told. Who would have told? A kid? Yeah, one of the kids told. Probably one of the kids said, these look like the gummies that my mama be at the house with. <laughs> right. You know, it's know. sad because, you know, I know she has to lose her job behind this. But, you know, I'm an intentions person. Yeah. It was a mistake. And now, granted, it was a mistake that could have caused somebody's child to get high. But, you know... I think it was again. She ain't gonna do it again. I think it was because uh, Q. It's illegal. That's one of the states that it actually Mm -hmm. is illegal in. So just legally, the school had to separate. She would have been straight in Cali, right? (laughs) All right, y'all. We got to talk about this Dr. Dre story. Ooh, he was served papers at his grandmother's funeral by his ex-wife. It is getting ugly. Now, the process server arrived at the cemetery in Los Angeles on Monday where Dre was laying his uh, late relative to rest and got into a dispute with the uh, Beats Entertainment founder when he tried to give the legal documents. Uh, so the process server um, the process server arrived at the cemetery in Los Angeles on Monday when he was trying to, you know, lay relative to rest. What do you think about this story? And I mean, I know you got to do what you got to do when you try to serve someone, but damn, Nicole. Damn, Nicole. Nicole. You know what? It sucks. I, I, I was being sued before and I knew that the process server was looking for me and I was ducking and dodging and taking back streets. Let me tell you how I got served. I messed around. You know how I post when I'm at restaurants. I posted I was at a restaurant about 20 minutes later. That process server showed up and served me papers in the middle of that doggone restaurant. Dre probably lives behind gates. He probably is always in very exclusive places. And the process server had to find him where he could. That was down to the fume. It sucks, but the process server don't know granny. And the process server had to do what they was paid for. So, you know, I hate it for Dr. Dre, but that man had to do his job. Listen, I, I, I can relate to this. Number one, her processor was an attorney. So his, his process fee every time to make an attempt to process $1,500. She had made, made several to process to have him served and he, he, they couldn't deliver it. So it was just the bills were building up. Now, I've done this before. I've actually processed, served someone at a book signing because I could not get a successful delivery of the papers. And she knew for a fact that he would be at his grandmother's funeral. So that's where she sent the lawyer and and it worked. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It sounds shady, but I I had to have someone serve before too. And it was his shining moment and it was his night and everybody was there. And someone rolled up and said, oh my God, I'm a fan of your work. And he was like, oh, thank you. And it was like, bam, he was so mad. If they dodging you, you gotta you gotta kind of do what you gotta do. And plus, we're talking about millions of dollars for her. Millions. Yeah, yeah my dead. She can't see this, so <laughs> yeah, it'll be all right. Um, leave us some thumbs up in the comments if you want to this show to continue after tonight. We had a lot going on tonight, but I, I, had, I had a good time. I want to thank my co-host, Funky Dineva and Al Reynolds for joining us tonight and all the people in the chat. We uh, wouldn't be here without y'all soulmates. Uh, thank you so much for watching us on YouTube and watch us on the repeat tomorrow. Stay tuned. Foxo's Black Report is coming up next. Y'all um, y'all be good. And oh, Halloween show on Friday, y'all. Oh, Adam, get a costume. Or next Friday. Is it this Friday or next Friday? Next Friday. Next Friday. Oh, next Friday. my bad. 
Oh, you think I had them gummies? Okay, I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all Friday for a regular regular show. Have a good night.